my advice would just be don't ever think you've made it. Um, don't ever think you've arrived. And once you hit one goal, create another. Welcome back to In Close Quarters. Today, we've got a very special guest, Gasset through and through, Alfie Kilgore. Thank you for, for coming down. What's like a day before a game type preparation? How much does that differ to perhaps what you will do in the week? How much has uh, changed? It's similar, to be honest. I don't think the staff or the manager really like too much change. So we'll do, we'll have normal breakfast, uh, normal routine before training regarding our warm up and uh, Activation, whatever the lads like to do, and then uh, we will maybe a few um, keep balls and passing drills, and then shape. Um, so it's it's a normal day to be honest. And um, obviously you're in the gym today. You do you like going to the gym, don't you? I'm right in saying. So you uh, do you find yourself in it a lot of time outside of outside of when you've obviously got to go for training for sake? Do you like yeah, spend a lot of time there? I'm a bit weird. I I only live two minutes from Nuffield, so like. We'll do gym in the afternoon and then Head eight, back later eight, eight o'clock I'll go down and because I'm just I'm not really uh, doing too much um, so I'll go down and even if it's just going to the swimming pool and I, after my injury obviously um, I've learned to really look after my body and appreciate feeling fit being injury free so I like to go down there and even if it's go on the bike for 10 minutes and stretch off and go in the pool I uh, just feel good so um, it's just more sometimes just to like finish off what you've kind of done throughout the day is, is that a case yeah, would you say yeah, just to like cap yeah, it off yeah cap it off and then get home and get into bed so it's always like a you do shorter sessions outside of outside of yeah just, you're never going into like no no i'm not overdoing it it's more of a recovery side of side of that and yeah, uh, yeah just looking after my body really is my mum and dad call it me ritual they say they say have you done your ritual tonight i say yeah do you find that many other players do that or are you kind of the the, the lone one on that i'm probably the only one <laughs> is that a case of just you as you say you you obviously had your injury you did your acl, ACL yeah your fibula, LCL, and then attach my hamstrings like, all at once all at once that is a bang, that's a monster yeah. injury that uh, is yeah um but no that's um i enjoy it i like going down down there and doing my bit and yeah I, I enjoy it so that's that's the most reason it's good for headspace as well um so yeah so obviously as you, so you had that injury do you, and you, you know you said that it's like uh you've learned to really appreciate the uh being fully fit so mm. is that a case of you know when when we went to jeff Twentyman um Tom was constantly bagging on about how you were you stretch all the time, yeah, yeah. always stretching, turn around yeah. and training, you're stretching. Yeah. Is that a case of you're always just you've got it, you know, in your mind that where you were at a point where your you know your injury was and, and how yeah, a bit I mean it was, it was a long time ago now. But yeah, yeah, of course. Still, you, I remember that waking up and you can't walk. It's like it's, mm. and when your job is a, a football player to run about, your body is yeah. is your tools. So. Um, to to appreciate my body now regarding it feeling good and looking after it with stretching and um, being flexible, being mobile, um, especially when my position is quite, um, you don't want to be stiff or not flexible or agile. Um, so my, my dad's always sort of drummed into me, you know, you need to be flexible with 
do yoga and stretch and have you always done that like always um, from, even when you were a youngster i've always looked after my body but ever since my injury it's just mm. been a bit obsessive yeah because i the fear of anything ever happening um so just it's sort of uh, just leaves me in good stead with training the next day or a game on the weekend and have you seen like results from it obviously you know now you've kind of stepped it up a bit would you say that compared to other players you possibly you know you're less likely to be fit have you found yourself not feeling as achy where other players have um yeah i don't want to speak for any other player but no, no, I've, of always not, feel, yourself, yeah. I've always felt you know i always feel good whether that's down to me going to the swimming pool and yeah, yeah. going in there for an hour sometimes yeah. it's a mental thing i suppose yeah isn't it? You mental know, thing yeah it's almost you you trust what you've done um it's like a process if you do the process constantly then you know there's no factors yeah, yeah, yeah. for it going wrong and therefore kind of plays into your whole pre-match routine you know yeah. people's superstitions if you, if you yeah. know that you've done all the things right then then there's no excuse unless whatever happens on the pitch i can sort of hold my hands up and say well i've done everything right there's no reason for me anything i've done to um affect that we'll go back to kind of we'll, we'll start we'll start with maidenhead we'll kind of work our way backwards yeah. i suppose okay, so yeah. maidenhead was your your last loan before you kind of really joined the first team yeah. squad your first game was in the FA Cup against Pompey, Pompey. am I right in saying? Yeah. How was that as an experience getting yeah, tripped in there? Uh, a year on uh, Sunday, it was exactly yeah, yeah, the same kick-off. Exactly. Phenomenal. Um, so it was, it was strange, because li I'd literally trained with them on the Thursday, drove down on the Thursday, trained with them for an hour, trained here on the Friday, and then um, watched the game on a Saturday, I think, and then obviously our game was on the Sunday. So. Mm. It was um it was a crazy few days and then the game was obviously we lost four 0 but we played over, we played well overall considering I think Pompey were top of League One at the time yeah, yeah, looking yeah. to get promotion so um no it was a great experience for me and since then I haven't really looked back to be honest it's just been like and it's full steam uh, ahead. obviously the the ma manager there must have been really impressed with what they saw on that Thursday and the Friday. Do you know whether it was their intention to throw you in at the deep end or um, whether you just impressed with the, he sort of the team? He, I trained Thursday and then he rung me up Friday and he sort of said, yeah, you're playing Sunday, so just get ready and be prepared. Um, so I don't I don't think I'd done our training session made him change the team or anything. I yeah, think yeah. he was bringing me in to play whether they sort of had a few injuries and that. Um, so... Alan Devonshire, yeah, he was a, a good player, but yeah, he rung me up and he was uh, full of praise and then said, yeah, you're playing. So uh, it was, I mean, I was going to the Sunday and like, I hardly even really knew any of the lads. Like, yeah, names, yeah, like, I just knew my centre-back and my right-back, that was what <laughs> I needed to know. Were you searching around and thinking, yeah, oh, I, I can't thinking, quite remember the name. I was getting people mixed up. And <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, it went, it went so well and... Mm. I don't want to say that I went in there and it sort of changed round because obviously they were bottom of the league and they bought me um, and another lad in and everything just sort of clicked in. Um, so whether me sort of coming in and seeing right this lad's up for it, you know, I think yeah, everybody yeah. it sort of gave everybody a bit of a lift. Um, yeah, and we turned the turned the season around and stayed up. So it was it's brilliant. I loved the club there. Um, the fans were unreal, like always on the Twitter and that. Yeah, um, yeah. Do they is, still still keep in touch? Yeah, with they all still always, um, yeah. follow me and that, and I think they were sad to see me go. But uh, I don't have nothing but good things to say about yeah, the club yeah. and the staff were so professional. I mean, it's like in terms of money or facilities, it's non-existent. So for a club of 
they're still sort of part time mm-hmm. um, in the conference where I think there's two other clubs. Um, they're punching well above the weight and they're credit. Yeah, yeah. So um, no, I loved it there, and it was it was roll your sleeves up, um, put your body on the line, and that's what I was all about. So I went in there and things just sort of clicked into place and it really did happen for me um the players were the other lads were great and looked after me um good experience and yeah we we stayed up and it was good 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 loan and then you came back towards the end of the season or you you started playing for rovers towards the end of the season as well as they were kind of just about you know securing their own safety in the division so you've kind of made a Yes. A habit of being in that side that just keeps the you know manage to stay in. Yeah, um, it was obviously I felt I got called back about March time, and mm, then obviously yeah, played yeah. against Plymouth. Um, so to get back into the Bristol Rovers environment was what I what I loved. So um, and then obviously to be on the bench, you know, when we're fighting for survival um, for League One, it was um, yeah, it was a great experience. And then to finally stay up was getting you know what I mean. So it was it was good. Yeah, and obviously the gaffer must have seen you know a lot of ability in you. I know Graham constantly sings your praises. Mm. Uh, you must have been you know as you say ecstatic to kind of be be there alongside the team as they managed to secure their safety last season. Yeah. Um, after all the hard work you put in at, at Maidenhead. Yeah, you sort of go out on loan and you don't want to go under the radar. You don't want to yeah, just yeah. get forgot is, about. Is that a fear sometimes that you? Um, you know, you it don't is, want to but cast out. football's such a, a small world that. I think everything gets picked up on. Mm. So to go to Maidenhead and not get forgot about, and you know I was playing well, I was getting in team of the week and man of the matches, and I'm not too sure if the manager came and watched or he had somebody come and watch when we played Leighton Orient away. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And we were um, they were pushing for for promotion. Well, and we we yeah. turned them over one nil, and it was yeah. like so that was good. And then he rang me the next day, and then um played a few more games and then he, he called me back so so possibly that was a, a catalyst for you for you coming back he was so impressed with that kind of result though. yeah I think so do you think it sometimes changes on on individual games like that can it just be as simple as that or do you reckon it's often you know the bigger picture going out throughout a whole season and um, I think we're a manager like Graham is the consistency and the yeah 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 the, I don't think he would he doesn't seem like the sort of person that just sort of uh get you back I think it's all very thought, thought through and calculated so mm. I'd like to think it was from me going out on loan having played 20 games and you know going through um, the Christmas period where there's so many games and coming through and, and doing well that he he gave me the recognition to get the call back and then you obviously have returned home as we said um, and it really is your home as yeah, well I suppose come home yeah. <laughs> exactly you've, yeah. uh, you've been a a fan since a kid. You were in the you were in the academy from seven. Is that is that seven, right? Seven eight, yeah. Yeah. So and it was a centre of excellence. Yeah. So how does it the feel to be? There's so few players who get to play for their boyhood club in 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 mm. generally world football. How does it feel to be able to say that you do that? And you know, I'm sure I'm sure you have friends who you know uh, were, are Rovers fans as well. Yeah. Who yeah. You know, you'll now be able to say that you play for Rovers. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know any different but <laughs> it's when you think about it you know the amount of lads that actually come from alright if you join at 12, 13, 14 but mm. 7 years old I mean I, I'm just kicking a football and to go through every age group get coached by every coach coaches that are still here who are 
came and watched under 18s game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the FA Youth Cup, coaches that are coming up to me who coached me when I was seven, eight years old. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's insane. It is insane, and like the amount of lads that sort of do fall by the wayside for whatever reason. And I'm not saying I was ever the best player because I wasn't, mm. but I've kept my head down. I love Bristol Rovers. I wanted to always win in training or games, so I competed. Um, and I wanted to get better, I wanted to improve. So to still be at the same club, the same family at age of 21 is um, it's incredible. And sort of, they don't only coach you the football side of things, but they teach you, you know, to be a good a good person, a good human. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, always shaking hands when you used to walk in and at seven, year, seven years old, not every lad's doing that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Shaking all the coaches' hands. and um, So it just le- leaves you in good stead. Um, so, to sort of, the lads, some lads do sort of fall by the wayside coming up through the age groups, and lads that I can hold my hands up and they say like they were better players than me. Mm. Um, so just, I always kept my head down. I was competitive. I wanted to win. I wanted to improve. I was a nice person. Um, I wanted to be there. Um, do so you think it's important the fact that, that it's that little? extra element the fact that you supported Rovers do you reckon that's what pushed you on more than perhaps the people around you would you say in terms of you know you, you, you want to play for the club that you you're at the club that you support so therefore yeah. you want them to do as well in everything you yeah see that point? it's hard because I got lads that live along Filton Avenue that I was with who were Bristol Rovers fans so I can't say yeah. it makes that bigger of a difference but I think things just happened and it just everything just fell into place it all just clicked in at the right time and I I just sort of rode, not rode the wave but it just all happened for just me and kept, yeah it kept progressing um, yeah it kept progressing you don't want to like it's just you can't get to under 18s and think right I've made it you've got to keep pushing you can't then get your first pro professional contract and think right I've made it you've got to so keep progressing you've got yeah, to yeah. keep striving keep stepping up because it's constant until you're 38 years old it is constant you've <laughs> yeah, got yeah as soon as one thing like I'm trying to chase and get as good as the likes of Tom Lockie as well here and um, so I'm constantly chasing that and then as soon as you get to a certain age you're looking behind you and thinking right what good young lads are coming up through in my position yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's non-stop and you have to do everything in your power to leave you in the best stead and give managers or coaches no excuses to say oh you're not good enough at this you can't quite do that you're not as good at this as mm. such and such are um so you have to tick every box you have to try and yeah and obviously you mentioned Lockyer, person loved by pretty mm. much every bristol rovers fan is that currently your as you say what you're aspiring to now i know we spoke to you literally at this towards the start of the season when you just renewed your contract and you were saying oh my goal for this season probably get about you know i think it was like 10 10 yeah. games and then oh, i forget to that point 15 20 mm. well you're already well on your way to that so yeah. what's like the long term you know what are you aiming for kind of over the next season or the next two seasons um, is it to be on the level of Tom Lockyer and oh, it's players around you? on the level of Tom Lockyer in terms of his consistency and the end goals to hopefully one day wear the armband and be a captain of Bristol Rovers um, on and off the pitch you know mm. represent the club that, that's my end goal and play as many games as I can for Bristol Rovers um however many that might be and be consistent be the main man do you know what I mean be dependable on it. Yeah, dependable yeah, yeah. yeah um reliable um so that's that's the goal that's that's the goal then so, so the uh, am I right in saying I'm pretty sure you've had the armband 
at some point this season. Was yeah, it like my, I think it was like late on. My first game I played against Cheltenham, um, he went off. I think it was Ollie that went. Ollie went off and yeah. he gave it me. Yeah, so, I so <laughs> for twenty minutes and felt great. <laughs> I think it's a bit stretched for Ollie now, though. It's not. It's, it's um. It's quite tight on my arm, so I think I've stretched it out. Think, yeah. <laughs> Ollie's put it back on. Uh, no, it's all loose. <laughs> it's all loose. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, no, that was great. And my mum, and my dad were there, and my family. Yeah, were watching, fantastic so moment, really. Yeah. Twenty minutes, I don't care. I've worn the armband, and it felt great. And and I think at that point we're probably two, three nil up as well. So you're able to to coast us through to to victory on that account as well. So you've got a hundred percent rate if you want. You yeah, can take that. Yeah. Hundred percent win rate as captain. So. Exactly. pretty good from there and looking at obviously you are a player who has gone from the age of 7 to 21 always you know progressed through the academy and now you know you went down to the under 18s game you've got Luca, Lucas Kieran Zane there's mm. so many pl players who are, are learning to progress what kind of is your advice for them like moving forward kind of what would you offer to them and have you already had a chat with them you know, um. kind of yeah, I've about the development. spoke to Luca and Lucas because they train with the first team yeah, regularly now. Yeah, they're often quite integrated. Um, my advice would just be don't ever think you've made it. Um, don't ever think you've arrived. And once you hit one goal, create another. Mm. Um, so for Luca, if he's he's sort of looking to be a Mark Little or Alex Rodman, and he's got to be looking at what they're doing, what they're like. So if um, Rodder's a good athlete, strong boy, maybe Luca's got to be thinking right I need to get in the gym I need to be as strong <laughs> yeah. as him as powerful as him and that will come with time it will come with developing yeah, yeah, um, into your body um, so yeah keep your head down be a nice nice person a nice lad around the club around your teammates don't ever cause problems don't ever be somebody you're not yeah, um, yeah. always be friendly always be polite and it helps like it's definitely helped me just being a nice person just, just, yeah. just being your friendly kind self don't get me wrong, as soon as training comes or you step across that white line, you're a different animal, but around the place, be likeable. So it's more it's more personality, if anything, if anything having the, the right mindset to set yourself goals and the right mindset in terms of you know being approachable to every person you meet. Yeah, I'm not the big I am and I'm not I'm loud all the time. I'm just, I'm quiet, I'm, I'm reserved, but just be likeable, be polite, be a winner. Um, and the rest will come. I the suppose, rest will come, yeah. yeah. And um, everything happens for a reason as well. Like with my injury, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, that's a classic. It, it I don't think I'd be example. where I am if I hadn't have gone through that. Yeah. I don't think I'd be where I'm if I hadn't done my other loans at Mangotsfield when I was 17 at Sirencester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't like Rome wasn't built in a day. You've got to really take your time with things and just appreciate where you're at, and you'll grow and you'll develop. So it, things happen for a reason; it work out. And um, we'll kind of talk about, you know, your family is a, a massive. I know you, you're always crediting your family. You're always, you're always talking to them after the game. They're they're a massive part of your kind of development as well, aren't they? Yeah, they've been huge. Um, obviously, my dad, um, my mum, always supporting me. We had a bit. Of, we've had a tough few sort of few weeks. My granddad hasn't been very well. Um, I went and seen him Monday on our day off and he sadly passed away that evening so um, yeah it's tough my dad's pretty uh, obviously devastated he's heartbroken so it's been a tough few well it's been sort of eight weeks he hasn't been very well and then he was in a 
he was in a coma over the weekend and luckily we had the Monday off so I, I shot down to go and see him yeah um, and all the family were there and then he passed away that evening after seeing all the grand grandkids funnily enough so mm. it's been a tough few days but that's life absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. appreciate what you got and you go again my dad's back on the building site Tuesday or Wednesday <laughs> um, I was back to football you were back and training yeah, yeah yeah so you get on with it you know my granddad wouldn't want me doing anything else. I was going to say, is that my kind of yeah. training? So, um, yeah, my family's huge, and um, yeah, family's everything, really. And yeah, and you get the feeling that you're one to always you want to do it, obviously for yourself, but also for your family. I'm sure your granddad was massive, mm. you know, massively proud of of what you achieved, and I'm sure your family are now. But you yeah, know, you're you're achieving something for your for your local club. Yeah, he, he used to come and watch when I was on the bench when I was first involved with the first team and pre-season games. And um, when I went out on loan, he was always coming to watch. Um, but any boy, you just ask him what you want to do and you want to make your, your mum and dad proud and my family proud and my girlfriend proud. You want to just, you know, um, be an asset, be a, a wow to the family. Yeah, and, yeah, they want to be able to say, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You know, Alfie killed And that, there's nothing, there's no more incentive than that. Than Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's about making your family proud and um, not so much even on the pitch. Obviously, it's, you want to make your family proud and things, and but off the pitch, you want to be a good person. Yeah, and you want to carry yourself. Yeah, in the you right want to always um, know that they're they're appreciated and yeah. Do you have any memories of, of possibly coming down with your family to games before you were kind of really in, involved in, in in the team? What kind of what kind of memories always stick out when you when it you was think of that? More like because we were training at SGS, um, so I would train, or we might have training on a Tuesday night. Tuesday mm. at sort of like five o'clock, and then me, a few of the other young lads, and our parents. Well, it would just be my dad, and we would go and. <laughs> So your dad would shuttle, shuttle yeah, the kids. Yeah, we we would park up and then go and watch the game, like FA FA Cup nights. Yeah, 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 midweek. Um, the dreaded year we got relegated. Like I was down for every game, and but it's uh, it's strange. It's, I always came and watched and loved watching, but now it's like a blur. You know, every game just seems to be one. Um, yeah, like looking yeah, back on it. Looking back. Yeah, it's hard to get them to I, stick out. I was training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, game on a Sunday, but we would, it was normally um, evening games, we would come down and watch the game. So to go from being in the stands to then hearing your name chanted by the stands, that must be, that must be special. I mean, mm. the chant itself, you're not, you don't actually drink, do you? I don't drink. Don't <laughs> we'll just keep that one. Yeah, we'll keep that one quiet, but I don't care, it's a, it's a good song and they seem to love to sing it as well. Absolutely. As soon as I touch the ball, they're singing it. So it's, it is it's special, so good, isn't it? To, to be able yeah, to have it's that. incredible. Yeah, especially like going back to the family, like my mum and dad and my girlfriend are all sat in the stand, and then the person that they know is then getting their is in, yeah, like yeah, yeah. eight thousand fans getting their name signed. It's like that. Eh? Mu that um, must make them immensely proud. Yeah. Yeah, but it's uh, no, it's class. I love it. <laughs> and I suppose it spurs you on in games as well. Do you find you know? it's an age-old thing that you know the crowd get behind you and it gets the player going but it must that kind of moment when your home support are supporting you it must really help yeah it does you i don't 
care of what anybody says. If you hear your name being sung after you do a block or a tackle or you head one clear, yeah, yeah. it does nothing but lift you. And it's like, right, yes, let's have a bit of let's this. Go, you know I mean? Let's, let's go. go, yeah. Um, so it definitely G's you up and, yeah, I can't say. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. And were you always a, a centre-back? <laughs> it sounds like a kind of trivial one, but, you know, Luke Leahy, he, he left back now, but he was a centre centre mid to begin yeah. with. Um, does, you know, even Rodders, uh, he was right winger yeah. last year, now right back. Yeah, I think everybody says they were centre mid when they were growing up, and I was. So I used to play centre mid until probably 12, 13, as I, maybe even 14, mm. getting a bit older. Um, but I used to play a year up going through the the academy I used yeah, to yeah. always do up a year um, and then as I sort of dropped down I, I went to centre back and then scholar I played centre back so I've always sort of been either centre mid and then I've been centre back ever since that but do you remember a moment that like prompted you to move into centre back did you have to kind of like readjust your priorities in games um, was it a bit difficult to, to deal with no I think in terms of being a centre mid you sort of your drill of being good on the ball yeah, yeah. so then moving back to centre back I sort of had that but then it's always been ingrained in me and my dad's all about that that you block everything you put your head on the line you head the ball you win your tackles you win your 50-50 so that was already ingrained in yeah, me already so it was like yeah. it was the sort of the perfect combination um, and then I was sort of like I was quite a tall 14 year old and then sort of 15, 16 everybody just shot up <laughs> and I sort of stayed in, even until I was like 16, 17 and then I had a good summer where I went um I did like a few training sessions with a, a local lad I know, like fitness and weights over the summer, and I sort of grew and uh, came back, and I sort of seemed to be um, bigger and more athletic than everyone else. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. in terms of before, I was always quite small, um, but it's like I said, it all clicked into t place at the right time. Again, it's just about riding those waves yeah, and, yeah. and progressing Going forward. It, yeah. And uh, finally, we'll, we'll we've kind of like moved back almost past your Huddersfield, yeah, Simon Sester, yeah. Hungersford. Do you have any particular memories or, or moments that really come to mind when you think about those loan, loan spells? Um, I've, they were all great. I mean, staying up last game of the season for Hungerford, um, literally we had to win. So I played in that, we stayed in the league. Uh, and then Simon Sester the year before, obviously before my injury, played my first FA Cup game got sent off after two minutes for a 50-50 <laughs> that the ref deemed a bit dangerous. 50-50? <laughs> yeah, I just thought maybe it was... What kind of situation was it? It was like a hospital ball that you just um, kind of went for? My centre-back, right-side centre-back, headed it and it's sort of bouncing down and their midfielder's coming onto it and I've, I've won the ball. I've yeah, just yeah, cleared yeah. the lot and like it's quite tasty and I was, got up and I could tackle You're the tackle and next thing you know, he's blowing the whistle. I'm thinking, that's not a foul. Next thing you know, I looked up and the red cards out, and I was—I <laughs> couldn't believe it. I thought, I thought that was what it's all about. The first round of in those kind of yeah, in those kind of situations, is it hard to judge? Because I think fans will often, you know, they'll be able to see, be like, oh, he stood to rub. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, you know, I didn't get he's any gone of through that the man after the game, or even when I had to go and get showered, and I was standing there, they, nobody could believe it. Um, so it was so one of them that really. It was one of them that killed me. Yeah. <laughs> Ref obviously had never played the game. He didn't know what the good tackle was. <laughs> what kind of was it? Do you feel like that was a bit of a learning curve in terms of your uh, your, your experience? Yeah. To, I mean, or do you still to this day and two minutes after I said I wouldn't have changed anything I did. Yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of the tackle, I thought it was a good tackle. But um, in terms of learning, definitely throughout my maidenhead 
to Mangersfield lot. The game's even changed since then for a centre back, I think. And with my progression, sort of trying to stay on my feet, um, you know, positioning, reading the the play, um, reading the strikers' runs, blocking runs instead of sort of going along and going to ground. Going you know, that's one that I've really tried to stay away from. Um, so I think at Maidenhead, I only got one yellow card for my sort of twenty odd games I was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's definitely something I'm trying to come away from going to ground all the time. Um, sign of a good defender is how clean his shorts are. So, <laughs> so you um, have to. Uh, so you credit like kind of that progression through the, your loans for kind of trying to refine your play a little bit. Yeah. And trying to try to. And obviously, the standards gone up and up and up mm. since obviously Mangersfield. You literally went kind of like upper league every single yeah, one, wasn't it? it really, I've yeah. done a league each season. I've done a pyramid, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is. Don't get me wrong. Fifty-fifties there, tackles there, blocks there. I'm, full 100% full hearted going for it mm. but in terms of my overall game defending it's all about staying on your feet and reading the game more than anything and uh, we'll finally touch on the two people you've got beside you uh, in the season at the moment how do they help you kind of read your read the game and, and develop your own game on the field now in the Rovers shirt yeah in terms of even on the pitch and then off the pitch before the game in the change room you know we're talking about the strikers and Tony Craig's giving me advice and Tom as well we sit next to each other in the dressing room um, and then Tony doesn't shut up on the pitch yeah. of giving me <laughs> advice like telling me positioning when the strikers come in and then that's taught me to be even more vocal just key information like constant just so that gives Tony a picture in his head what's happening so you're kind him. of transferring back to him what, what yeah. he does to you yeah, really yeah. yeah that's what I'm trying to learn off yeah 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 um, so basically copying him and then that's because obviously I mean Christ look at the career he's, he's had, a great he? role model to have though, um, if, if that's a big part of his game is talking mm. to your centre back and giving key information um, it's definitely something I've really tried to learn and pick up on and get good at and what about Tom like having him alongside you it's kind of like you're all at different stages in your career it's quite a good yeah, mix at defence so, yeah. so what kind of does Tom offer you does he pull you aside and kind of you know keep a smile on your face when perhaps Tony's you know telling you where to go this this and this you know it's been yeah. a bit more difficult game or what kind of does he offer um, Davo he's he's more of an all round he likes to give me a kick up the ass when I need it oh, right. a, a bit of a G <laughs> up and um, a few firm words which I love and yeah. you know, that's what it's all about as well but no it's strange it's obviously got me the baby and then Tom who's probably in his coming into his prime in his prime mm. um, and then Tony who's sort of coming to the end but is still so good and so um, so competitive and composed so it's like a perfect blend of what everybody needs with his experience um, but Tommy I think obviously he's come in now and he, he's he's been brilliant he's been instant He's been it's an addition to the dressing room, wasn't he? Yeah, and obviously the fans can see what he's all about, so that's that's been a real plus as well. Um, he's he's got them on his side straight away, yeah, absolutely. which always helps a player when you're coming to a new club. Mm. Um, but no, I get on with them well, both really good. And how important is it to have that? You know, people always talk about oh, striker park, park partnership, centre back partnership. How important is it to be you know thick as thieves with your uh, with your defensive partnership to, to really know them inside out yeah I mean we're um, defensive union we call it so we look after each other <laughs> so no we are 
we're all quite similar as well in terms of what sort of personalities and mm. the way we are on and off the pitch. Um, so it's sort of it's clicked into place and it's worked well. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so been it, good. Yeah, so it's kind of important to have that that bond. Yeah. Yeah, and that um that blend as well. We're not sort of all on the same path. We're yeah, sort of different all, stages. Yeah. So it's like everybody can feed off different things, vice versa. So it's um it's ideal. And Especially for me, when I can look at both of them, yeah. I'm, I'm the one that's got the best. Um, I'm the one that's learning the most off them. So you're picking it up all yeah. the time, yeah. And how does it feel daunting at all that when um, when the likes of Luca come alongside you, you realise that you're now yeah, you're setting the example? The does that, does that one, ever yeah. feel? I quite like it. I've always sort of fed off that quite a lot. I quite enjoy them being the experienced one helping them mm-hmm. because I've always had such good role models and such good. Um, senior pros that I want to give that to somebody as well yeah, yeah, I'm not a senior all. pro but if I can give somebody because I remember when I was 16, 17 playing for the reserves and that was like such a big deal for me yeah, yeah, yeah. and for the senior lads that were having to play in the reserves it's a bit like I don't want to be playing in the reserves but they were never like that they would just bang on it and good advice as if it was a FA Cup final yeah, so, yeah. so it's good to be I want to give yeah. that back and in training and whenever we uh, play together it's massive for me to be a good role model to them yeah all right i think that about finished things up i think we've done we've done a good recap of your life so far yeah. we'll have to redo this in about five years time and see, <laughs> yeah, see, see where you are see how many times you've had the armband uh, at that point. Yeah. We'll, we'll go from there see if yeah. ollie's finally you know expanded it or whatever <laughs> <laughs> it can fit on thank you very much for coming down thank you cheers